here. Big doings going on, so let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of Earful, a Disney World podcast. My name is Kate. And to all who enter here, welcome. And this is my sidekick, Patrick. Or husband. Or that, that too. <laughs> oh, that's right. We did get married a few years ago. I we forgot did. about hey, that. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to the show. We are so excited to be debuting our first episode. But who are we? Who are we, you ask? Well, actually, Patrick asked that. I did. I just did. <laughs> you asked that first. Let me tell you who we are. First of all, I am You're a... You're pulling up your notes to find out who I you need are? I need to remember who I am. <laughs> I am a Disney travel agent with The Vacationeer, and I recently celebrated my one-year anniversary as a travel agent and wanted to do something special to commemorate the occasion, hence this podcast. And I'm Patrick. <laughs> And he's along for the ride. Oh, okay. Well, no, I, I have been a longtime Disney goer. Longer than me. Longer than you. That's right. And uh, we have both gone together a number of times, and we're going again. And uh, we like this stuff. We like it way too much, one might say. Last year, I got a chance to plan a trip for a high school group of 50 people, and that's what really got me hooked on this and kind of started the whole need and desire to want to do a podcast on Disney because that's what we do. We come home at night, we talk about Disney, we look up Disney videos, we look at the rumors, and and we make sure we try to get there at least once a year. This is just to give you an introduction to who we are and to the show itself. So the podcast will cover all things Disney World. We, we love hearing about Disneyland and Disney Cruise Line, but this is going to stick to Disney World. We're going to cover news and rumors around the parks, the resorts, dining, Disney Springs, transportation, and then experiences all throughout the resort. We're going to have a general main topic of the week that will offer planning tips and strategies to the first-time traveler, to someone that's been five times, to someone that has been 10-plus times. We want to make this podcast accessible to anybody that loves Disney, no matter how many times you've been. We'll offer some reviews of restaurants, rides, and we'll give you a few best-of lists and again, this podcast is for newbies and for oldies. Oh, I like that. Guess who you are, Patrick? I'm a newbie. Nope. Damn. <laughs> You're an oldie. Damn. We're both oldies now. Well, well thanks. We're going to offer this all to you in just 30 minutes every Tuesday. Great for your commute to work, a short gym workout, or even over your morning cup of coffee. And on top of that, hey, we're actors. Are we're we? going to go off the rails, or should I say the monorails, very quickly. See what you did there? That's cute. Yeah. yeah. We want to give you something right off the bat. Oh, dear. We're, we're having a great launch swag pack giveaway. That doesn't trip off the tongue very easily. Say it again. Launch swag pack. Launch swag pack. We have a giveaway on Rafflecopter. The link is on our Facebook page, on our Twitter account, and Instagram account. 
And all you have to do is go to the link and there are five different ways you can enter to the drawing. You can enter a couple of the ways multiple times a day, things like following us on Twitter, tweeting something, following our Facebook page, et cetera, et cetera. And we have three swag packs to give away with Disney stuff in them. And you need to do this by June 8th, which is a week from when, when we're recording, so one week from today. All right, so that's all well and good, but what are our web page, our Facebook page, our Twitter account? What are those I'm things? so glad you asked, Patrick. Thank you. On Facebook, we are facebook.com slash earfulpod. Earfulpod. Guess what? On Twitter, we are at earfulpod. Sense do, you, theme. do you sense a theme? I sense a theme. On Instagram, we are at Earful Pod. Uh huh. So I think it's time to get to some news clips because this will be the majority of our first opening segment. Will be the news clips. So let's get right into them. This is the Global Broadcasting Service, serving remote outposts since 1928. I know that we said that our show is about Disney World, but it, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. In Disneyland, opened yesterday to the public, two days ago to the media event. We can't not talk about this. Well, we can't not talk about it because it's only a matter of time until... Walt Disney World has their own. And it's going to be very interesting to see how they differ. or how. Touched some video footage of the dedication ceremony, which Pretty is cool. really cool. Pretty cool. On the deck of the Millennium Falcon in, in Disneyland, Galaxy's Edge, was Billy D. Williams, Mark Hamill. Um, we had Bob Iger. Of course, we had Harrison Ford. Get off my plane. Yes, who was... That, that actually made sense yeah, for the fact you. that he was there. Uh, we even got Chewbacca, which was a little weird to see because of the passing of Peter Mayhew. It wasn't weird at all. A little bit. You even said, like, who's in that? I did not. <laughs> I think I said, who's in the Millennium Falcon is <laughs> what Chewbacca I said. It's a puppet. <laughs> no, because we, oh, we both know that he was replaced by someone, and you know his name. We talked about this. Did we? Yes, we did. Peter Mayhew? His replacement's name. Uh, Jimmy John. Remember? Junis. Suotamu. Oh, I don't remember this. You had the hardest time saying it. I still, I'm not even going to try. Try. What is it? Junis. Hunis. Okay. Suotomo. Suotomo. Okay. I think I offended he's everybody. He's not Japanese. I apologize for what I've just done. I think he's like Dutch. Oh, very cool. Do you cool. want to try it with a Dutch accent instead? <laughs> no, I do okay. not. Uh, we also... It's the first episode. <laughs> we also got to look into how you're going to be able to create your own lightsaber or your own droid. The lightsabers are going to be at a price point of $199. But did you see them? Did I you did. see them? They're like they're not like Walmart lightsabers. No. You have to throw them in the every deal section comes popping out. No, these are really cool. Actually, um, on the Twitter feed of Bobby Monahan, who's a, a Saturday Night Live alum, he was there, and the videos of him playing with the lightsaber are really, really cool. You know who else was there? Uh, playing with their own lightsaber? <laughs> that sounds... No. <laughs> Uh, was Captain Marvel herself, Brie Larson. Oh, Brie. Yes. Oh. It was pretty awesome. She's a huge Star Wars fan. She mentioned that uh, in a couple interviews for Captain Marvel because of Samuel L. Jackson, who was a part of the Star Wars That's universe right. and brought his lightsaber to, um, to a, a, a recording at one point, and she freaked out. That's awesome. So it's really neat to see the celebrities there being just as excited, if not more than us, because they get to go first. Well, and it's California, so that it's a kind of it's a short drive right for them. Yeah. The Make Your Own Droids will come at ninety nine ninety nine, so $100 less than the lightsabers. 
But you know what? That's and I hope and I hope and I hope and I hope that the lightsabers and the droids. That's the only place in the world you can get them. Like I don't want someone sitting on their couch ordering them off of Amazon. Like it's a good no. I think if I anything, hope, they'd have to go to the Disney store online. I, but still, I doubt it. I hope they'd have to go there because I think that's a cool experience. Yeah, you the, especially with the the lightsaber. There's 14 spots available at the one in Disneyland. Like yeah. you, it can't be overcrowded. And there's a whole ceremony around it. Makes it well, makes it kind of like the, the wand ceremony at Harry Potter. Speaking of overcrowded, how are they going to do that? How are they going to make so that the, the land does not get overcrowded? Well, what they're doing right now in Disneyland is they're having the 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 times, the the time windows, one to four, two to five, whatever. But also, I think that for something like that, for the lightsabers, because they're so expensive, they're not like a $40 wand that you can just say, yeah, I'm going to buy. That's a little bit more money. So you're not going to have as many people that are going to want to buy, I, I mean, I, I'm even saying this out loud and going, yes, there are. There's going to be thousands of people that want to buy this. Right. Well, and, and sell them on eBay. And, and I kind of set you up with that question because I kind of know the answer. Because I, they are limiting the amount of people that can go into the land. Yeah. The, they have a time frame that you can be there and bands that you will wear that will kick you out when, oh, that, yeah. when, you, when you're over your time. Yeah, absolutely. And they're going to have to do that for Disney World as well. Um, they even went a step further and w- they said, if you have a reservation on a hotel... Like you get first dibs, right? You get first dibs. So that will probably happen again. Just another perk that Disney world will offer by being a hotel guest along with a lot of other things. We, you and I were amazed by how small the main lounge area, um, Oga's cantina was and, and how are they going to get people to, to shuffle through and be done with their drinks and food? Yeah. Cause I imagine somebody who's, been to this land, you know, tens of times is going to go one day and just sit in that bar all day long. Exactly. And, and just move. keep ordering blue milk. Yeah, right. And vomiting blue milk. <laughs> yeah. Clean up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, I, if I lived in Orlando and I, yeah, I just go and sit in the bar. I, I'm curious as to why they didn't make three lounges. I, mean, I just say that to people as they walked in. You be careful. <laughs> You'd sit with a, a gun under the table the whole time That's like right. a blaster. I'd shoot first. Yeah, you just shoot everybody. <laughs> I just first. shoot everybody first. So there's no question. No questions. Uh, why didn't they make more than one of these, or not not a copy, but like why didn't they make well, and maybe several? They, and maybe they have. We don't know. Because you think about, if I compare it to Pandora, which has tamed down quite a bit in the two three years it's been open. Um, but, but they literally wild. have one one spot for drinks outside of their quick service restaurant, and. It's not overly populated because it's Animal Kingdom. There's other things to go see and do. But yeah, but this is different. This is different. Th- this is not. There was not a restaurant mm-hmm. in Avatar. <laughs> there was. You missed it. <laughs> there was a deleted scene. <laughs> I didn't see the restaurant in Avatar. I did see, however, the Cantina Bar, and I hope they play that music all day long. So the it's not the go same crazy. one, though. <laughs> it's not the same one. <laughs> oh, I know. It's a different. It's a different and he, uh, John Williams has composed a completely different score for this. Is it contrary motion? Yeah, it's it's the exact melody but reverse, <laughs> and which actually ends up being the same melody. <laughs> That's right. He's There's brilliant. No difference. We also got a look into the open attraction, which is Smuggler's Run. This is when you get to pilot the Millennium Falcon, which looks a lot like Mission Space, but at a at a much bigger level. Chewie, we're <laughs> home. You know, I keep thinking you're having a stroke because your mouth shifts to the side. Sure. I know that you're doing your best Harrison Ford. It's my best Harrison Ford. That's your best. That's all I got. This is what you can look forward to on the continued episodes of Earful. Thank God. It's a Disney pr- pr- uh, product now. Oh, boy. Thoughts about the ride? 
Are you excited for it, or does it look too much like a Mission Space knockoff? No. I, what, I've re- what I've read about it that I really like is that y- it is no guarantee you will be successful. Mm-hmm. You There is a pilot, a co-pilot, and people that have to push buttons in the back. And if you don't do things correctly, your mission can fail. So it is a build-your-own mission, so to speak. I've heard that as you exit, that th- even that, Experience is affected by how well you or how well you don't do. Correct, and then they um, somehow will have the characters will, that will interact with you throughout. Will be able to know whether you were successful or not. Yeah. From what I'm reading. Yeah. So th- I mean, it's going to be immersive, and the the whole idea that you know it's not just the ride. You're walking through the the Millennium Falcon. You get to go in the chess room. The chess room. It's yeah, pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, not open yet is Rise of the Resistance, which looks even cooler. That in does. my opinion, wow. I'm way more excited for that one. You you hit it. I mean, because they the the concept art and what they've released about that ride and the ATs. <gasps> yeah, sign me up. I know you're dying. Sign to me, me it's it's obviously not on the same level. But when Avatar Pandora opened. Navi River Journey versus Flight of Passage. It was like, which one's the better one? Function. Oh, well, it was a very obvious choice. I mean, obviously, Flight of Passage was way more popular. Um, but I think I, I'm just going to go ahead and guess that Rise of the Resistance will be the more popular ride. Yeah, and I think it's smart for them to open it in stages and not have both rides open on day one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, then, then they're guaranteeing people coming back and spending more money because, oh, hey, now it's, this part is open. And one more thing that I think is going to entice people to keep coming back is they said at Disneyland that around several of the big ships um, that they had gates and um, just stuff blocking people from actually accessing the ship, being able to touch the ship. And they were saying maybe that they're going to have some sort of interactive show by the ships eventually, but right now it's not happening. So I'm thinking, yeah, they're going to start incorporating because how are they going to, you know, the rest of the park has shows. Will Star Wars have a show? Avatar, Pandora, they have a kind of a show. They have like a drum show. The guy and they have the guy stilts, in the suit. Yeah. yeah, which is pretty fun. That's enjoyable. But what is Star Wars going to offer in terms of entertainment? Yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. They don't have to. And that's, that's the bottom line. I could go tomorrow to Disney World or Disneyland and go through the Star Wars and then be like, okay, I want to go back because that's just cool. That yeah. whole land is just cool. It's, it's like being in Harry Potter at Universal and you don't want to leave because you, you feel like you're there. That's a great You do analogy. not want to leave this wonderful fantasy land. And thinking about what I said to start, I don't want to see pictures because I don't want it to be ruined. But still, pictures never would have done Harry Potter justice. You have to be there to feel it and experience it and to hear the music. So I I don't think even if I do see pictures or footage, it's going to even come close to the real experience. Yeah, I think that's a great analogy. And, yeah. and they don't have any problems keeping people coming back. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I you In the, in the next few days, because this whole week has been about the first footage of the land and all the reporters going and the first looks into the, the restaurants. Now the articles are going to be about the wait times. Oh yeah, the completely. lines that have already formed, the lines that are forming for tomorrow and the next day, and 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 all the crowd management issues they're going to be having is what we're going to be hearing about now. Because okay. now we've got a good taste of the land. Let's see the problems that ensue. Right. All right. So we here we are, June first. We're June first, and Disneyland is open. Mm-hmm. What are the dates for Disney World? Uh, August 29th, I believe. Is that where that is now? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah, they pushed it way far back. And so I assume what will happen is August 27th, they'll have a ceremony, they'll have a press day, and then they'll have the public. My hope is that when we go in the end of June, 
mm-hmm. when we go that it'll be <laughs> God, hear me out. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> My hope is that the parks will be will be the low attended so we can go through everything we want to go through. And maybe, just maybe, they will come out and say, Hey, you two, are you guys yep. we know you, you're on the earful podcast. Yep. Hey, why don't you come <laughs> why don't you come and uh, give this a test and then you could talk about it on your podcast? That that only happens to people <laughs> that have been around for a long time and have a legitimate either blog pod podcast or YouTube hey, channel. Listen, the two people that are listening to this right now mean something. Oh boy. <laughs> They're not just going to pick us out. There's a way things happen. They have cast members coming. I know in. you. You're from the Earful Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, have, we'll, we'll get shirts. Oh, good. They'll already recognize us by the Actually, shirts. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Oh, Lord. I do have plans for something, but oh, not shirts necessarily. Not big a old big, hats, neon big, hats. <laughs> a big bowler hat. That <laughs> has our icon on it. <laughs> Please pick us to go in the ride. <laughs> we'll take off our big hat as we get in. <laughs> yeah, that is actually a great idea for merchandise it's recognizable mm-hmm. so yeah we're gonna give away at our next episode bowler hats <laughs> good i like it fedoras i love it let's talk about the parks okay let's get to the parks so in epcot the big 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 news article this week will the land and sea pavilions be demolished from WDW News Today, according to internal documents, both pavilions could be closed forever sometime between 2024 and 2026. What exactly will replace them in Future World is unknown at this time. All we know is that the removal of both is already tentatively scheduled. So, of course, my brain went, no, they, I mean, okay, sure, demolish it, but what about Soren? <laughs> yeah. Please right. keep Soren. So, Soren, they say, would most likely receive its own dedicated entrance and remain after the rest of the pavilion is torn down. Can I say something that might be very unpopular? Oh, boy. Our marriage is teetering. <laughs> what took so long? Now, I there are parts of that those lands that I really enjoy. You know this. I know. The hydroponics and the, what's that? The ride Living of, with the land. Living with the land. I love living with the land. But really, that's about it. I love seeing the neem trees. <laughs> I just think it's a cool name. That's There's about the name it. trees. Just the tanks of fish fighting for water. That's well, all. and that was people's concern was what is going to happen to the animals in the aquarium at the seas? Mm-hmm. You know, where, where will they go? And there was another thought of could Nemo be possibly moving to Animal Kingdom? It's already there with the stage show. <laughs> and I know you would be in favor of this. Uh, yep. I, you know what I'm going to say? Yep. Let's get rid of Dino Land. Yes. Wow. Let's make a whole Finding Nemo area. And I mean, they can you, still make it for the kids. Absolutely, but I think that Dino Land is very aged and very dated. Even though they've tried to to reinvigorate it the past couple of years, as aged as the land and the sea. I think that, like I said, I, I, what took so long for this? So speaking of what is coming to Epcot, D twenty three is going to cover some really important Epcot updates. Uh, this is at the end of August in Anaheim at the sixth D twenty three Expo. What is D twenty three? That is just Disney's big gathering event usually every year that they come out and say, here's what's happening, like the next couple months, years, whatever. So it's like when Tim Apple comes on stage and talks about the next iPhone? Yes. <laughs> Bob, Tim Apple. Bob Disney comes Bob out? Di- Bob Disney. The, un- the unheard of Disney sibling. Bob, a- Bob Disney. <laughs> he gets on stage and he talks about what's new. Yes. And yes. why is it called D23? Oh, I know, I know, I do know. you know? Are you prepping know. me for this? Yeah, no. I'm Go the- ahead. Go for it. It's, it's the 20, uh, uh, 1923... I don't know. You're it up. <laughs> Funny story. I don't know. Why is it called D23? 
founded in 2009. The organization is known mainly for its biennial, so not every year, every two years, exposition event, the D23 Expo. The name D23 refers to D for Disney. Uh-huh. You knew I that, got that one. And 23 for 1923, the year Walt Disney founded the company. That's what I was going to say, but I was afraid it was wrong. You were smart. <laughs> you were smart. You was wise. You was good. I thought it was wrong. Good job, Patrick. Well, my original thought was when Disney opened, and I went, wait a minute. That's not right. No, it was 70. It was the 70s. Yeah. yeah, D23. So at the expo, they're going to talk about the updates to the main entrance of Epcot and the area flanking Spaceship Earth, how they're going to update that. There are going to be brand new icons coming for the Play Pavilion that will be in the front of Epcot and more. Updated films are coming to Future World and the World Showcase, as well as new dining experiences that are being added to the menu of the Foodie Park, which it's been come to be called. Yes, but will they add scents and smells to the Epcot Ball? They already did. I want more. They got Rome is burning. <laughs> I have the essential oil. Yes, you do. <laughs> I do. Yes, you do. And... Oh yeah, there's there's there that's a whole business out there. I uh, know. We should get on that. <laughs> the, the Not Disney, only will we have the big hats. The Disney Essential Oil Pyramid Scheme. Oh, smells like you're full around here. Oh boy. <laughs> I have one for Haunted Mansion. I have one for um Pirates of the Caribbean. And I also have one for Flight of Passage, which is my favorite. Flight of Passage, yes. It's great. Yeah, yeah. In Magic Kingdom. Guess what? What? The spitting camel is back. Oh, one of my favorites. He disappeared around the beginning of April and was replaced with planters in front of the Magic Carpet Ride located in Adventureland. But he's back now. Well, the last couple of years that you and I have gone, he's been subpar. Subpar, yeah. He's, he's been, been a little lackluster. Yeah, he's not been able to do what he normally does. He had like two spots he could shoot water from, and that was about it. Yeah, uh, but... Uh, Apparently they fixed it. From this news clip, I found out, because I, I shared this article on our Twitter account, there's an actual Twitter account dedicated to the camel. That's fantastic. That's some fan made. That's fantastic. So all they do is retweet articles about the camel. That's great. Now, do you remember when we took your mom and dad there and what I did to your father? I do. Yeah. I told your father to stand, stand in a spot, and I kind of gave the, the camel a little wink, and the camel spit the, on your father. The camel winked back and then spit. Yeah, totally. And my dad had some choice words for the he children of the Magic sure Kingdom. He did. We did not anticipate those words coming out of his mouth. Like, Sam, shh. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. Uh, if you'd like to follow the, the, the camel fan account, it's WDW Camel on Twitter. Over to the Animal Kingdom. There are extended hours for this summer. So early mornings and late evenings are going to be happening in June and July with early days starting as early as 8 a.m. and going until 11 p.m. When we are there? When we are there. <gasps> yes. Yes. So we can go earlier and stand in line for a flight of passage. I cannot wait. Oh, God. I'm so tired. We do have a fast pass for that one. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have that. Let's talk about the attractions. There's a rumor that Wreck-It Ralph is coming to the Magic Kingdom as a ride. Where? Where, this makes me even happier to say, where Stitch's Great Escape is, because please get rid of that ride. About time. About time. Oh, that's great. I love Wreck-It Ralph. One of my favorites. Um, Walt Disney World News Today is reporting that a Wreck-It Ralph attraction is still in the works for the former Stitch's Great Escape in Tomorrowland. This new attraction would be a video game-like attraction, much like the films are centered around video games. The attraction would feature a game controller in which guests can use to interact with the attraction. It would hopefully open in 2022. In the world of experiences and shows... There's a lot to do this summer at the Disney parks. First of all, at... Hollywood Studios, you're going to get the wonderful world of animation projection show that will feature, as it sounds, all the great moments from the animated films. 
Cool. Yeah. Uh, I wish they would keep the Star Wars, but that's They okay. are. Okay. They are. That one is very popular. They would not get rid of that. Rivers of Light is getting an update at Animal Kingdom. Thank God. Um, Didn't they already have an update? No. Rivers of Light had such a weird history behind it. You know, it was supposed to open, and then it got pushed back. Then there was supposed to be a Jungle Book thing, and that never happened. And now it's getting an update because I... I do think it needed to have something different about it. It's an okay show, but when you think about stuff like Fantasmic versus Rivers of Light, there's no comparison. What was the video we watched recently where they said the projections are not bright enough still? That's still Rivers of Light, even though they've updated with with different projections featuring um, the animals from a lot of like the Disney nature videos. They still complain that the clarity of the projections on the water screens are not very clear. Which is funny because Phantasma... Phantasmic. Phantasma. Phantasma was the chicky poo in Star Wars. That's Phasma. Captain, Phantasma. That's Phasma. Anyway, uh, fan, uh, what was it? Phantasmic? Phantasmic? Those it. are really good. Those projections are phenomenal. Like, yeah. They know how to do it. Yeah. It's just that it, it's... Maybe because it's moving. The the screens are constantly true, moving. I don't, I don't know. At Typhoon Lagoon, they have H2O Glow Nights, which there's... So much offered at this after-hours event that is a special ticketed event that you have to pay extra for. There's a DJ dance party. There's meet-and-greets with people from Star Wars. I'm sorry. There's meet-and-greets with pals from Toy Story and a special area just for the grown-ups, which is called the bar. (laughs) Yes, I like that. And this event is $59 each plus tax for adults and $54 for children ages 3 to 9 if purchased before the event. And if you purchase at the the gate, it is a little bit more expensive. Hollywood Studios has Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy, which (sighs) looks... Oh, I I love the Cars movies. Yeah, I know you did. I know this is mostly for little kids, but really (laughs) isn't the whole park for little kids. Isn't it? At Animal Kingdom again, we get Hakuna Matata Dance Party. So the just it's like the small world ride where that song just plays over and over and over and over no, again. No, this is with characters. You get to dance with Timon and Pumbaa. With that song playing over and over and over and over again. Yeah, they don't stop. They never give their actors a break. <laughs> it's the same Timon and Pumbaa all day. Oh, uh, those poor guys. Also, Animal Kingdom, the Tree of Life got an update. Thank, the Awakenings yeah, show is now Lion King themed for the release of the new movie. Cool. Next year for the holiday season, I mean, typically we know. Disney decorates to the nines for the time between November and December. But Animal Kingdom is going to have slightly different decorations this year and offerings. You're going to see sparkling white holiday decorations along with life-size artisan sculpted puppets. There'll be Tree of Life updates. There'll be a Diwali celebration in Asia. And my favorite part of this, kitschy holiday decor in Pandora. <laughs> what does that mean, do you think? It means that they're going to bring like, like, like Christmas decor from Earth to the planet of, of, of Pandora, of Moara, Valley that of Moara. That sounds like it's going to ruin things. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of photo pass, uh, you can now take Lion King photo ops. Again, celebrating the movie. Uh, these photo ops are available at the Animal Kingdom, and they are located at the bridge leading into Africa, Harambe Market, Stavari Exit, the ticket windows, the tree of life, and you'll be able to take these photos with the hyenas, Timon, Pumbaa, Simba, and Rafiki. Cool. Very cool. Let's talk merchandise. Oh, boy. We've got some new magic bands for you. We have luckily secured our own upgradable magic bands that were only about $10 extra because we booked a vacation deal. These, these sold out in three days. 
And we got them. We got them. <laughs> we went on the second day and got them. They were they were available the twentieth, and on, all of a sudden they weren't available. Tell me what we got. We got uh, inspired by Endgame. I got Captain Marvel, and he got Thanos. Thanos. Because don't forget who gets to headbutt whom and who was punches too the other one across the the screen. Yes, I know. Well, I mean, your headbutt couldn't do it to begin with. So, <laughs> and you were wearing the Power Stone. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we did get ours, but there were 30 options available the 20th, and then Thanos they were gone. They're gone. Thanos so now, wasn't wrong. I know. So now they, they still have the complimentary colors that you will normally get as a package purchaser. Cool. We also got, this is really cute, a Dole Whip magic band and Dole Whip Mickey ears. We got them? Buy. No, the parks oh, have them. Okay. We, well, if they want to give it to us, you know, we'll trade them <laughs> hey, for our bucket hats. you're from Earful, aren't you? Hey, you're wearing that funny hat from Earful. <laughs> Here's a magic band. Uh, there's also a Fairy Godmother magic band that is exclusively available at Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique for $24.99. Good Lord. Speaking of mouse ears, the parks have been releasing some very special designer ears. Um, they're going to be releasing them every week. And we finally saw some of the first ones available from Harvey's. The first of the series is by Harvey's, the folks that make those fun handbags from seatbelt material. They have a patriotic red, white, and blue color scheme and an accent bow with fabric depicting Mickey and Minnie wearing American flag bloomers. And yes, the bow is made from the seatbelt material. There's also new mouse ears at Epcot. And these are all, I, I probably, my catchphrase will probably be, this is really cute because I keep saying this. They have one that's dedicated to the violet lemonade that you can get as you swing right in Epcot. They have a set of ears that pay homage to the Donald Duck butt at the end of Philharmagic. It's just Donald Duck, Duck's feet. How in his butt. am I going to keep you away from that? <laughs> I will probably have to buy that one. Oh my gosh. Um, they have pavilion ears from all the different world pavilions, red, white, and blue ears, Aladdin ears. And ears in the style of a Mickey bar with a bite taken out of the ear. Excellent. If you're a Pirates of the Caribbean fan, good news. You can now buy the red wench dress that is being featured on the ride. Thank God. I know that you were worried. I have wanted the red wench dress forever. Well, Patrick, you can go to Magic Kingdom at Uptown Jewelers or Disney Springs at the dress shop to get the dress, which retails for $128. But also there's a purse... It's only there for 85 I don't want a purse. I want a clutch. Well, we'll get you one. All right. There are special pieces of merchandise that will be uh, commemorating Illuminations. And this is called the Illuminations Forever merchandise line. Featuring Figment on a couple shirts, but also Mickey, and this is kind of sad, blowing out the World Showcase torch. Aww. Like the end of the Olympics. It's done. Exactly, yeah. There's also a commemorative magic band and pin available. Heading over to Disney Springs. <laughs> NBA experience now finally has tickets on sale, which I know we'll, Patrick wants to bypass as quickly as we can. The grand opening is August 12th. There will be 13 interactive and hands-on activities available for people that will be in the experience. Tickets are $34 plus tax for adults and $29 for children ages 3 to 9. At the Edison, they have started a new nighttime offering called Havana Nights, which will it already started on May 15th. There is live music and a DJ that will set the scene, along with complimentary salsa lessons available for both novice and pro. And they will have special drinks called The Darkest Dance and The Lightest Limbo, along with beer specials. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
If you have a sweet tooth, there are specialty items available at Amaretz Patisserie. We have the Amaretz Rose and Hazelnut Eclair for 8 and $6, respectively. The Rose features chocolate mousse with raspberry cognac in the middle, and the Eclair features candied toasted hazelnuts and gold leaf. In the dining world, <laughs> we have news that a few restaurants at Coronado Springs will open this summer. So Coronado Springs has been undergoing a lot of renovation over the past two years. It's still not quite done yet, but we're going to get the Three Bridges Bar and Grill, which is in the middle of the lake. This is interesting because last summer when we were there, they were just starting work on this restaurant, and now it will finally be completed. We will also get the Dahlia Lounge and the Barcelona Lounge, which will be located in the Grand Destino Tower. This is the new Disney Vacation Club Tower. The lounge, the Barcelona Lounge, will be in the lobby. And the Dahlia Lounge, I believe, will be on top with the other restaurants. Hmm. We're also getting new snacks for summer at the parks. Mickey and Pal's Waffle Cone Toppers. There will be a gelato cart in Disney Springs. And a special Orange Bird Cupcake, which is not to be outdone by the Forky Cupcake now being offered at All-Star Movies. Forky Cupcake? Forky, you say. Yes, from Toy Story 4. Oh, right, 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 right. It's a cupcake. It's a cupcake. It's a massive cupcake. Oh. There is like a a little piece of, I'm assuming, white chocolate that has the Forky picture on it, and then the cupcake itself. Hmm. So uh, we can walk yeah, down. I'm okay we'll, with that. we'll be there at All Star Sports, so we'll just head right on over. Uh, I'm okay with that. And last but not least, our last news article for the week mobile ordering is expanding to the resorts. So now at Pop Century, Animal Kingdom Lodge, and Contemporary Resort, you will be able to put your order in ahead of time and pick it up when you arrive, which I think is a great idea, especially after a long day at the park. You want to put your order in on the bus on the way home, and it's ready for you when you get there. Yeah. What yeah. a great idea. But not to the uh, All Star Resorts. Just Pop Century. Well, no, just Pop Century is the only value right now. Yeah. And the other two are deluxe. So yeah, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to head to our main topic of the episode, which is the best snacks in all of Disney. So stay tuned. Think of the happiest things. It's the same as having wings. To the stars beyond the blue. There's a Neverland waiting for you. When you leave the world behind, you can fly. You can fly. You can fly. Welcome back. We just want to remind you that in honor of our first episode, we are giving away a swag pack for the premiere. If you would like to learn how to enter that giveaway, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, all with the handle at EarfulPod. Please find us, like us, say hi, and enter our giveaway. Tell your friends. Tell your Share, share with your friends. Yeah. Tell them to come along for the ride. So we're going to get to the main topic of our episode today, and that is the best snacks in Disney, which, again, our criteria for this is it has to be a snack has to be something that you can purchase with a snack credit if you're on the dining plan. So there's a couple of things that people like automatically think of, but I go, it's not a snack. Like the one thing that people kept saying was, this is the best snack in Disney, is the um, the big, huge sundae at Beaches and Cream along the boardwalk. Hmm. But it's not a snack. Okay. It's a very expensive item. Uh-huh. So we're going to just discuss the snacks that we have found. And again, we haven't, we haven't nearly eaten all of them. All the snacks that we're are We're going to try this time. We're going to try to get to every snack location 
but these are the ones that we've come across that we have said we need to get this again and again and again and again. So starting off with, I think, one of Patrick's favorite memories in Disney is the Anandapur ice cream truck oh, yeah. in Animal Kingdom with their twist waffle cone. Yeah, it was delicious. And that was that's parked right outside of... Uh... It's right around from where the the Everest is. Everest, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that, there was been a couple times where that was just that was the right place for that place to be. <laughs> it's just the most refreshing soft serve I've had in the parks or had really ever, and it's huge. You get it in a nice waffle cone. You can get vanilla, chocolate, or the twist like what we normally do. And we've even gotten these in the rain because we've ridden yep. Everest in the rain. And yep. then what's our next logical thought? Let's go get an ice cream cone. Yep. And it's it's almost always so stinking hot there that yeah. it, it just tastes so good. I was going to say, as a joke, to start this whole thing off, one of my favorite ways to use a snack credit is a bottle of water. Because it's always <laughs> so hot. You should save your snack credit, though. you got to maximize those credits, Patrick. I know, I know. But it's always so like hot. It is. So this is another offering that, if it's a hot day, this is actually something that offers the cool factor, but also a sweet treat factor that we just recently discovered the past two times we've been there. In the Magic Kingdom... At Aloha Isle, they have the pineapple upside down cake Dole Whip. Mm. I love Dole Whip. Dole Whip like, is that the best. should have been said right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But this was a- amazing because you get the Dole Whip and a little cake, which is delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so tasty. You can get the float too, which we like like doing with the if extra you, juice. If you haven't experienced Dole Whip, mm. you are missing out. Yeah, and they've they've played around with different flavors of Dole Whip the past couple months. They've had they had a special Hey Hey cone. For the the rooster from Moana, which which is gone, you can't get it anymore. It's done. Aww. They had like a raspberry dole. They had a lemon lime. But the current menu at Aloha Isle is back to normal. Excellent. Nothing nothing extra uh, offered. In Disney Springs, we love the gelato from Vivoli Il Gelato. Yes. Which this summer, that's the the gelato cart. That's them. They're oh, gonna okay. Be out. I'll be okay yep. with that. And also one that I experienced without you was. A cupcake delivered by an ATM at Sprinkles. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's just the neatest thing. And it Can you little... use a snack for that? Technically, no. Oh, well, then what's it doing I, on this I list? Broke, I oh broke it. I know, gosh. I know. I was bad, but um, we we got this beautiful triple chocolate cupcake with chocolate shavings on it. And all you just walk up to the side window where there's the ATM and this little box pops up. It's just cool. Yeah. And it was really good. It's expensive too, isn't it? A little bit more. Mm-hmm. But Disney's all about the themed cupcakes in the yes. parks. They they have a new cupcake every day. I'm surprised they don't have one for Earful already with a big bowler hat <laughs> on the cupcake. With an LED sign on it. Mm-hmm. In France at Epcot, you can't go to Epcot without getting a macaron ice cream sandwich from L'Artisan de Glace. I'm sorry, you said L'Artisan. L'Artisan de Glace. These are amazing. They feature the ice cream at that shop, which the flavors are just so fresh. My favorite of all time was the strawberries and cream flavor in the ice cream sandwich. Also, same same place, same pavilion at Epcot, Le Hall Boulangerie. You got that? Le Hall La Boulangerie. Le Hall Boulangerie. The Napoleon. I, I believe that's bologna in French, isn't it? Yes, not? it means the halls of bologna. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But the best, the best thing in there, in my opinion, I know some people like the creme brulee, but I like the Napoleon the best. Napoleon, you it's say? It's a puff pastry layered with cream. Not a Napoleon. Like the strawberry, chocolate, and vanilla? Not, yeah, not Napolitan. <laughs> not Neapolitan. <laughs> no, no, no. Neapolitan? Neapolitan. Napolitan. Neapolitan. Oh, now you're making me confused. Yeah. Neapolitan. No, you're right. All right. Napoleon, Neapolitan. Got right. it. Okay. And then the last one Sorry. on our list for the best snacks in Disney... 
is straight from the animal kingdom at Pangu Pangu, which I know Patrick loves to say. <laughs> it's a drink shop, novelty drinks, featuring the Night Blossom, which is layers of apple and dessert pear limeade topped with passion fruit boba balls. Boba balls! Which are the delightful little things that pop in your mouth uh. that we like to get on our frozen yogurt. Fantastic. Now, we, we realize this is a short list, so we thought, well, we're not going to stop there. We're going to tell you about the most expensive things you can buy with a snack credit. This one had to be a snack credit because if you have the dining plan, you want to maximize your credits. Yeah. If you're going to get a credit, you might as well use it on the most play expensive the item. You play play the, system. the system. That's right. So here are the top seven most expensive treats in the entirety of Disney. And you're starting at the, the least expensive. I'm with the least expensive, but still pretty expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get a fruit smoothie in the Magic Kingdom at Anti-Gravity for $6.19 in Tomorrowland. Where in Tomorrowland is that? Sort of like by the Astro Orbiter. Oh, yeah. The Astro Glide? The Astro <laughs> The Astro Orbiter and the, the People Mover. It's like right down in that oh, okay. area. All right. So a fruit smoothie for $6.19. There is a caramel, ap- caramel peanut apple available in the Animal Kingdom at Zuri Sweet Shop, which mm-hmm. is right by I know where that Harambe is. Market for $6.29. <sighs> Getting up there. You can get baked macaroni and cheese at Eight Spoon Cafe in Animal Kingdom. That is a great use of a snack credit. If you're hungry, that's a great use. $6.49, getting up there. Or if you'd like some lighter fare, there's a fruit and cheese plate available at Sunshine Seasons. Yawn. In Epcot in the land, which would probably be demolished if we get it. (laughs) $6.69, getting up there. Also, the same price is Apple Crisp a la mode. At Hollywood Scoops and Hollywood Studios, right by Tower of Terror. Okay. One of my favorite places. Mm-hmm. You can get some garlic knots at Pizza Fari in Animal Kingdom for $6.99. Or, as I already mentioned, the upside down Dole Whip cake, that was $6.99 as well. Done. I'll $7 do almost. I'll do that. We're going to get into the $8 <sighs> realm. Unreal. I know. Funnel cake at the Oasis Canteen the, in Hollywood Studios. The same funnel cake you get at the Carnies when the Carnies come to town? The very same. Wow. They even have the carnies make it. Wow. Cuts down on, on production, yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, this is a brand new one I just found this week. I can't believe this. There is a huge, gigantic donut at the lunching pad in Magic Kingdom, $9.58 just added to the Disney dining plan. And where is this? The lunching this is pad? Magic Where's... Kingdom. Tomorrowland. Where? Oh, okay. Yeah, the lunching pad. Right. Yeah. Now, we have a couple of honorable mentions because we understand that there's also snacks that have gotten great reviews that we've never tried. Um, we want to mention those. So Hollywood Studios, if you like ice cream as much as we do, you got to go to Hollywood Scoops and get any kind of ice cream. Or if you need a refreshing treat, try Wheezy's Breezy Freezies over in Toy Story Land. Can I do that one? That's, that, it's so good. Out of everything you said, for some reason, that one sticks out it, to Because it's so hot and you just need something. Lemonade oh. and Coca-Cola flavors. Yeah, it's super good. On a hot day, especially in that, I don't know why. I don't know why I always associate like the hottest experiences are in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, because there's like well, it's always Animal warm. Kingdom has more shading. And, yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, Magic Kingdom has a Nutella waffle, mm. which I love. Nutella I can eat that by itself. No waffle needed. Mickey bar. You have to get a Mickey ice cream bar when you go there. Yeah, you know, there's one missing off your. Well, keep going with your honorable mentions. Okay. I have one more to add. Okay. Epcot, this is a kind of a seasonal thing. If you hit it at the right time, you'll get the, the snack kiosks. And I know that we've had things like cronuts, specialty flavored popcorn, and the really awesome violet lemonade. Just super violent? tasty. Violet. No, violet. Oh, all right. Violent. You can get violent from having too many of those lemonades with vodka. <laughs> 
So avoid that. Or sleepy. And last but not least, one that we've never had, but we're going to try this summer because we're going here. Animal Kingdom Lodge at Boma, they have a dessert called Zebra Domes that are like a chocolate, chocolate-covered chocolate treat that you just breaks apart. You had me a chocolate. I know. So what, what, what did I forget? The one that uh, my daughters still talk about from their trip to Disney when they were a little bit older. What's that? The Rice Krispie Cheats that they dunk. You, they have ears dunk in chocolate or... Disney th- Springs. Yeah. That's right. Oh, so so rich, but so good. I do love a good Rice Krispie Treat dunked in chocolate. Yep. I do like mostly anything dunked in chocolate. Let's just say that. Okay. Within reason. All right. Yeah. Right. So let us know, everybody, what snacks did we miss? What are your favorite off-the-beaten-path bites that you get every trip? Or, hey, what are the worst snacks you've ever had, oh, and what should we avoid? Share there. your thoughts on our Facebook page, Twitter, or Instagram, at EarfulPod. And hey, remember, if you need a travel assistance with your next Disney World vacation, I can help. As a certified Disney consultant with the Vacationer Travel Agency, I can help you with every aspect of your trip for free. Fast pass planning, dining reservations, airport transportation, I can help you with it all. For more information, please find Disney Vacations by Kate on Facebook or find me on Twitter at VacationerKate. And I'm Patrick. This is my husband. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> who's here with a big bowler hat That's on. what I do. I'm Patrick. Aren't you Patrick from the Earful Podcast? Oh, I am. Aren't you that girl's husband? <laughs> yes. And I would love to test ride your rides for gonna you. They're not going to do it. I, I'm going to push for it. Here's, here's your last warning for our swag pack giveaway. Uh, all you have to do is go on one of our social media accounts, find our raffle copter link, and there's five different ways you can enter. We'll draw three winners on June 8th. But more importantly, on next week's show, we'll be discussing all things breakfasts. What are the best spots to grab a quick cup of coffee? Where are the best character brunches? Who makes the best donuts? You can join us next week for episode two of Earful. Earful.